0: Okay, people, here we go again. Friends, countrymen, countrywomen, lend me your ears. I have a secret that I want to tell you all. My name is Nino, and I like to party with PJ. That's my secret. Now you know it. I also have another friend who likes to party with PJ. He's super cool, super awesome. He's in the Midwest. His name is Wes. Wes. Good to see you, brother. I can actually see you this time. So people at home were are looking at each other, kind of.
1: Yeah, so good fun. to see you. Yeah, good to yeah. see you. It's, uh, um, it's a lot warmer this week, so I've we've some of the snow is melting, so I feel much much happier today. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm nice to talk today. Yeah,
0: you're heating it up, man. Well, I'm ready to you know get hot with 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 some PJ, man, and uh, talk about our boys. And so, okay, we usually talk about how awesome they are, which is true they're our favorite band they write our favorite songs but wes had an amazing idea of talking about maybe some pearl jam songs that are not awesome what is your topic of the day what are you thinking about
1: yeah so our last episode we went through some songs that we felt like should have been on the albums should not right. should have been on the studio albums whether they're b-side tracks or they're um, just some songs that were put on some different movies, um, state of love and trust, things like this. And it really kind of wanted, as such a diehard pro Jam that, fan that we are, it's, it kind of hurts me to say this, but is there any songs <laughs> that maybe we would like to see removed or never put, been put on a studio album? Uh, it sounds blasphemy to say it, but maybe there are a few or one. Um, that we could kind of mine out per per album that can kind of maybe not replace, but maybe we don't need to go have this one anymore. Um, That's kind of the exercise I wanted to to wrap with you today.
0: It is an interesting um, game that we are playing because it it is blasphemous. How are you going to take away someone's art and call it crap? Now you are definitely more of a direct person than I am. So I will him and ha, but it's okay. I need to give myself permission to be critical in a fun way. We're not saying anything bad about the boys. This is just personal feelings of songs we would definitely not listen to all the time or probably when it came up on the CD, we're forwarding past and be like, God, what are they doing? Why is it so crappy? So um, you, so you have, said
1: crappy. So that was those were your words. Those are on record now. <laughs> it's OK. It's OK.
0: Um, there's going to be stuff that You know, no matter who you're listening to or what you're watching, you'd be like, oh, God, that was crap. But the majority of why we love the boys is never going to go away because they are just our favorite band. So we do have some rules and some caveats to how we were choosing. What we could or could not eliminate. So why don't you go over some of the ground rules real quick?
1: Okay, and, and Pearl Jam is notorious for doing this. I don't know uh, specifically why, but um, mainly in, starting in Vitalogy, where they have some some very short songs, um, things that I would even con- be considered as a disclaimer of not a, a real studio song. So we're talking. Um, um, the Stupid Mop song or I'm Open or some of these other songs that maybe wouldn't classify as really a full length studio song. So that's the only caveat that we should try to oblige by um, to see which ones we would. So it has to, has to be a real has to be a real song. Not it can't be a, a 30 second. Um, and i w- considering Lucan is a real song. Okay, just
0: FYI. Oh, okay, fine. We can do Lupin. <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> no, that, okay. that that makes sense. We can't do any 30-second songs or random, yeah, Hey, Foxy, Mop, Ma- yeah, Candle, that's Mama. Right. Yeah,
1: that's okay. the one. That's the big outlier, that one right there specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an automatic is. throwaway. So It
0: is. It is. Okay, well, which album do you want to do first? Fine. We, we so- can go in order. We don't have to go in order. It's totally fine.
1: Well, let's, let's start with 10 because I think 10 has been one of the, obviously it's the pinnacle record that we've been talking about. And um, there's so many songs on this that I love. And I probably, when I first had kind of got into it, there wasn't a throwaway song. Uh, I could not, I could not imagine throwing away any of these tracks, but after so long listening to this specific album, you know, and then hearing the live versions of this, um, again, this is going to be one where it's going to be tough because it's such an iconic track, but I probably would toss out Even Flow as my selection for 10.
0: That's what I had too. That's so weird. So what what are your thoughts on why we're doing that?
1: I don't know if it's exactly uh, just the overplay. Um, it's such a popular song and it's just it has such a huge fan base, but for me, there's so many other songs on that album that I'd rather listen to. And it could even be from the overplay. Like I would much rather listen to uh, Oceans or Release or Why Go. I, I I get way, uh, way more amped up when I hear Why Go than I than I hear Even Flow. So if I yeah. want to get into that space, <laughs> like I already have once or something like this. So Even Flow, it's not not to say it's crap. It's definitely not crap.
0: Right. But it's not for, crap.
1: but when you have to find a uh, a blemish in that perfective uh, perfection of an album that's the that would maybe be the the skip for me. And this is the this is the original, not the redux.
0: Right. We're not doing the redux for sure. I I have the same feeling. Big part of it is when I go to the shows and I've been to quite a few. Look, definitely looking forward to going to more. Hopefully, you know, there's been some talk. Ed's trying to get the next tour going by the end of 2021 or beginning of 2022, actually kick off the Gigaton tour in Australia. Uh, he likes it down there. I think they have some sweet surfing. So I'm mm-hmm. sure that's a main reason why they always go down there for two weeks at a time. Is the song when they do even flow at the concerts? It is stretched out. Now, I feel bad again. How can I take away Mike McCready just totally annihilating and shredding the guitar? But I feel that because of the amount of play, I know that song like the back of my hand. If I never had to hear it ever again, and that's kind of another fun thing about this exercise, it's not just what would you take out, but almost if you want to take it to another level, which song are you okay never ever hearing again or seeing live again? So it's hard to take that one out because when they play even flow that's usually when i will go refresh the beer grab some snacks because it's you know eleven he's playing
1: playing for 15 minutes and i've even seen i think i think even (laughs) in the madison square garden show um i think a lot of times ed will just walk off and refill his wine during that that solo (laughs) too
0: heck yeah you know and uh i think they got a pretty good mix on stage you know when mike shreds for eight nine minutes that gives ed to get time to get his wine at the beginning of the second set. You know, Eddie will usually come out with his acoustic, which gives the boys more time to refresh whatever they got to do. They got a really good system going on stage. So yeah, I took out even flow just because I couldn't take out any other songs. Yeah. Um, Jeremy was a close second. And I think the reason I kept it in there I mean, both have an amazing kind of like story and visual behind it. Even Flo has a lot to talk about as far as homelessness and people living on the street. Right. Jeremy obviously is taken from, uh, I believe his name was Jeremy Wood. Uh, I I think I'm completely messing that up. Who shot himself in front of his classmates, which is just has to be terrifying, but Eddie was able to take it and bring light to the fact that people do suffer with mental illness, do suffer with depression, do suffer with having to try to navigate their way through adolescence and youth. And so for that reason, I kept Jeremy in because there's a lot of that coming to light these days about people having to really kind of face their demons. And it's okay to reach out and it's okay to get help. And so I, I had to keep Jeremy in yeah. for that.
1: Yeah, no, it's interesting. Twenty years ago, I would have never have thought to remove Jeremy or even Flo, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> if twenty years ago, I probably would have said um, Deep or something, maybe even Garden. But um, no, that's uh, we're on the same page on this one. So, um, cool. What do you, cool. What do you What do you have for verse?
0: Okay, so with verses um i took out wma even though i love the drums and i love the bass again it comes down to that process of elimination where i needed other songs in there more than i needed that song i do like the way they tie that song in to others other tracks when they're actually playing live and they kind of play a little bit maybe in the middle of a song or at the end of a song yes but they will. for me i had to i had to take that one out it just it doesn't speak to me as much as some of the other songs on that okay
1: album. yeah and i like wma um i think it's got a really cool riff to it in the, in the beginning like you said really cool bassline um i think the, the lyrics are pretty rad too um uh, so it definitely didn't toss out wma for me um for for verses was kind of difficult I absolutely love this album and daughter. I love it. Like you said, they do WMA kind of intermingle with other songs. So even on the Seattle show, they did daughter WMA and then it's okay, which again, I said that last episode I absolutely loved it. And then like indifference, which I can't get enough of that track. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So the ones for this one where I would probably skip over and I had a hard time between blood and rats
0: Right. <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: so I felt like I probably would have skipped over rats more frequently than I would blood. So, not again. Not to say that I would never want to hear this song, but if if I had to remove vert, one from versus B rats, rats right. would be the one I toss out.
0: Another fun thing uh, that we should let our listeners know is, you know, Wes and I have known each other for years, but. Doing this podcast and talking about music, I am finding things out about my bro with his musical taste that I never really knew before. And I had just assumed that uh, Wes over here was Love and Pearl Jam for the same reasons I did, which is this kind of hardcore rocking, which he does really enjoy. But you have kind of another side to you when it comes to your musical preferences, which isn't always crazy hardcore rocking and crazy hardcore screaming. Right. You kind of trend a little bit more to the slow burns. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. I think definitely in my,
0: my older years, um, Shut I, up I, dude what are you <laughs> like twenty eight <laughs> in my uh
1: in my time um I probably would lean closer and heavier more heavily on the and i relate more towards ed's uh slower tracks yes, right um, right I definitely find myself leaning away more from the bloods or minor manners you know it's just you know those are the the big punky more the, the fast and heavy ones, but yeah um. Not okay, so that is there's a little caveat to that too because I don't go the f- super far one way, which is like right. future days, or that that doesn't quite meet up to um, what I'm talking about. But really, like the standard, the pinnacle, uh, slow burn is
0: still for me is like is, is black, right? And nothing beats yeah. that, nothing beats yeah. that this song. I agree. We played uh, another fun game that being Wes and I, uh, trying to get each other to adhere more to our own musical preferences. So I sent Wes seven Soundgarden songs to try to turn him to the dark side of the force. And he sent me uh, seven or eight modest mouse songs, which was a really cool exercise because it was something that I don't typically listen to. And we're not going to dwell on this, but the fact that gave me a little bit more insight onto what you do kind of trend towards was was interesting because I had a completely different view. So for folks at home, if you're bored and you do podcasts or you don't see your friends or talk to them once in a while, think of random bands that you grew up with or like and send maybe and it doesn't have to be popular ones. Maybe it's less well known songs and send them to your friends and see if you can turn them on to some new music. Because. The reason why we're doing this podcast is we love Pearl Jam, but we're also huge fans of everything music. But this particular band really seems to have all the tangibles that we feel we need in our life to get through our day. Yeah. And that's why we jam on them so much. So getting think, back it, to yeah, one
1: second. It's just uh, we we talked about it uh, offline uh, where you were kind of surprised that really Pearl Jam is the only kind of quote unquote grunge band uh that. I've kind of leaned into um, not again. I, we've mentioned this. Not a huge Soundgarden fan. Definitely not into Nirvana. Yeah. Oh, uh, You're lucky we're still friends. No, sure. <laughs> so, but but my taste of music is not that broad. Uh, we, like I said, we talked about Modest Mouse, who I absolutely love, and um, they're also a Seattle band. But no, it's a fun thing. I only have about a handful of bands that I really like, and of course, Pearl Jam is, is the top on the list. But I didn't find myself gravitating to any other '90s rock band. Um, we got to you know.
0: get you some culture, bro. We got to expand that palette. Yeah. You might totally like. I'm gonna try and break your brain, man. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. I gotta send it. Maybe I'm gonna have to go with some Motown, or I'm gonna have to bust in some '70s rock. I don't know. I'm gonna. See, I've been I'm getting
1: into. I've been getting into Baby Shark a lot lately. Shut uh, up <laughs> with that. I don't have a choice. I still have nightmares. I, have nightmares I don't have this. a choice. Yeah, it's on all the time. It's Can you all
0: tell? Time. We are uh, fathers and parents of little ones, so yes, yes. So
1: don't don't be ashamed of baby shark. So,
0: well, I was gonna say when I was talking about um, eliminating even flow. I, I would go refresh my beer and then go potty. So anybody that uses the word go potty is a sh- dead giveaway that they are parents. Cause right. no, no one says that. Right. So <laughs> okay. So, right, so this
1: one, the next one, give me your, give me ventology yeah. Cause this one probably has the most guess, throwaways, throwaways yeah. that we talked about.
0: Well, yeah. By the time you take out pry to, and Aya uh, yeah. Davida, I don't, yeah, I don't even know how to say that. Foxy, Mop, Handle, Pry 2, Bugs. Right. You know, that's a good four or five songs. So I can't throw out Spin the Black Circle and I can't throw out Last Exit or Nothing Man. I was thinking of Corduroy because, again, it's in every... It's in every Every show. single show. Yeah. With yeah. exception to very few. And it is something that... I think that's their turning point when they when the boys start to play that, you know, they have their first couple songs. Whether they're kind of getting warmed up, but that's when they seem to really turn it on. And it's weird that that song, you know, when I first listened to Vitality, that that would become one of the most played songs in all of their concerts. It's just I never really. I think it's because it's got such a great. That
1: way. It has such a great buildup, and the intro is great. I, yeah. and then the crowd starts bouncing a bit because it has such a great buildup. I yeah. think it's just the, the architecture of the song more than the actual song itself.
0: Good call. Uh, so I was in between uh, Whipping and Tremor Christ, but me, since I like a little bit more of my punky, I like a little bit more of my my slash rock, um, I went with taking out Tremor Christ. I, I've always liked, you know, I like that song, but it just never really... Just never really gravitated towards it. It was it was cool and it was fine. You know, people are gonna be like, What are you talking about? Nino Tremor Crisis. Awesome, and they don't really play it so much. So when they play it live, it's it's a musical treat. But it anyway, is. I, I yeah. had to eliminate something for this exercise. And so I, I landed on that
1: one. Okay. I would agree with your um your friend or whoever would say you're crazy for taking that out. Cause I, <laughs> it, cause it's one of those, it's one of those tracks that you don't hear a lot of. And yeah. even somehow, even when I'm having like on shuffle, my, on my iPhone, I never really ever pops up on tremor Christ. So whenever I do hear it, I, I want to listen to it. Uh, so I landed on Satan's bed and no particular reason, no particular reason, except uh, just has some strange lyrics in it. And uh, I think I, I Yeah, I asked my I text my dad a a few years back. We were playing a similar game. I was like, is this the best or worst lyric is when Ed says, I won't suck Satan's dick. Is that the best or worst lyric of all time?
0: It's it's strong. It's a strong visual. You know, I think I've said that before. It is. um, I don't know if it's the worst. It's one of
1: the most graphic.
0: It's it's super freaking graphic, dude. but I think it really speaks to not wanting to fall into evil ways, not wanting to, you know, succumb to anything sinister. And so, but it's, I wonder, uh, but it, I wonder, it, it, it is, it is, it is graphic. Ed's, you know, Ed's <laughs> and he sings it with some gusto, Ed, right? Yeah,
1: he does. And in his later albums, when he talks about his, um, his challenges with religion and organized religion and, and what he believes and, I'm just surprised that there's really a track that's focused on that specific aspect of religion where I wonder if at that point he was, he still believed in, in religion. And then, you know, I don't know, but, uh, it's just bizarre to me. Cause like I said, in, in Backspacer or any of these later ones, it's so far just, I'm having this huge challenge with organized religion. It's kind of strange. Yeah,
0: he does. And, you know, that could be a topic for a whole nother conversation because religion comes up extraordinarily frequently through the years on all the various albums that they have. So I don't know if he doesn't adhere to it just because of all the negativity that you would hear that would go with that. It's, it's hard to say everyone's got their reasons, but it it does come up quite a bit. I see Ed as more of cruising down to Hawaii, jamming out on the beach. The, his religion is, the ocean and mm-hmm. his music yep. and yep. His, the wind. His, da- his daily routine, which thank God it is that way for him. Otherwise we wouldn't have all the awesome music that they give us. So. All right, oh, let's, keep all right. Let's, keep let's keep going. Let's right, roll on so, here. Let's keep going. All right,
1: so no code here. So this is an album for me that if you had asked me this 20 years ago, I probably would have said half the album. And that's probably just from my ignorance of uh, how good these <laughs> – these, these songs are, yeah. um, not really understanding at that point, kind of the, the timing of them with Neil Young and the Merkin ball, I think was very close into this. Um, so without kind of going into a lot of that, there's only one song that I could really find where, and if, like I said, if you take out I'm open, um, I landed on habit. And again, that's probably the reason is my softness later and right now where i'm like i don't really need to hear habit right now uh and i and is that about mike you think in his kind be. of addiction
0: well first off i'm shaking my head at you because you know i like i, I tried like to steer it off and of I, that as
1: quick as possible <laughs> and, and i like I to jam, i
0: like to jam <laughs> yeah. I, you know i like to rock boy that is a eye opening song that was one when i first heard it i really kind of understood how people could have issues with chemical dependency or whatever type of um, addictions people are dealing with. I was probably 21, 22 when I heard that song. So I had already started to see some people that I knew were starting to kind of like spiral out of control. So when I would hear that song, I was like, man, I hope none of my friends go down this path. Um, I kept that song in and I went with, I did Mankind. When I first heard that song, I didn't know it was Stone singing it again. Mm -hmm. It's probably kind of like that ignorance thing you're talking about. Now, I know Stone doesn't like to sing. He doesn't want to be the front man. He wants to play the rhythm guitar. He's kind of off to the side. He likes to write the music, create it. He's said many times he would he doesn't want to be in the front, right? So when I heard that, I was like, oh, it's cool. It's not Ed. My favorite part of the song was when I could hear Ed doing the background vocals for that song. So I landed on that okay. one because I couldn't take anything else out.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. Now, let me ask you a question on this one. With Mankind, would you think that song would be better if it was just if Ed was singing the song? I mean, let's be honest, the lyrics are not great either. Right. Um I think there's a mention of Ovaltine in it a few times. Uh, <laughs> so not a great uh not a good one, not a great one, but if Ed was singing it, I've been I've been on record to say he could sing the alphabet and it would sound good. So Probably. I think even if Ed was was managing the mic on that, it would probably be a decent song.
0: It might be. It might be decent. I like the fact that you brought up uh, strange words and I really want to do a game maybe next time going. We've already talked about lyrics on Pearl Jam songs, but when Ed makes songs, he is able to throw in crazy words from his vocab or the dictionary he uses. I don't know what, but he just throws in some crazy words that I've never heard in any other song. And is somehow able to make it work or make it sound well. So that's, that's another fun thing we, I think we should keep track of. Uh, Okay, bro. Hit me with the next. All right. So yield.
1: So yields the next one. um, And this kind of falls in line with the same premise of 10, where sadly like the most popular song on this album, probably I'm going to toss out, uh, which is wish list.
0: Yes. I, I, I can't do wish lists and I don't know what it is. I just think it's for whatever reason, the first time I heard it, I was like, this is, it was boring to me somehow. It's very it
1: boring. It's it very boring. It didn't really,
0: it just didn't jive. Right. And so I, you know, I took that this, one out even live. That's another one where I'll like go refresh the beer. Cause it's, even though I like the aspect where they bust out the, you know, the disco ball and it kind of has that room atmosphere feel. So I took that one out. Pilot was a close second for me. And I'm not trying to pick on Jeff because I, I I was noticing that a lot of Jeff's songs were ones that I was negating or eliminating. And so I don't know if it's, I don't think it's the lyrics. I just don't know if it's a combination of the lyrics and the music together. It's just wasn't really jiving for me. Mm-hmm. But I did choose Wish List over Pilot on that particular one. I love Yield, man. I just I do too. Love, I love, really love that album. Yeah. I do too. It's, it's one of my faves.
1: And Brain of Jay's been one where if you would ask me twenty years ago, I would have said Brain of Jay. But um, after
0: kind of recycling that, it's just like, oh, this song is so good. You're such a good boy for saying that. See, I know you can rock, bro. I know, I, of I, course, I, I know you can headbang,
1: and it's. <laughs> And that's another one where there's just some strange lyrics like yeah. uh, who has the brain of JFK? Like no one had ever thought of what what is this? What is this, Ed? But yeah. it's uh, it's it's such an amazing song and the, the, the chorus is awesome. Um,
0: it's yeah. just amazing what rock stars or lead singers will think of when it's like three in the morning and they, you know, smoke a big fat joint and are drinking a bunch of beer and watching the history channel or something comes up sure. I'm like, I'm going to write about this. Right? right. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's interesting, but love me some yield for sure. I think after that comes by Norrell. Yep. I'm not mistaken.
1: Yep. Let's do it. What do you got?
0: Binaural. I was very surprised that this album was one of the ones where I had the most difficulty eliminating something. And I, I, listen to this album all the time and it's one of those ones that the more I listen to it the better it gets uh, I didn't expect that it would be one of my favorite albums and I don't know if it's because when I would go to the shows I would start to hear these songs more and more live and I'm like wow this song is so amazing how come I don't like it on the CD as much Yeah. So I, I have a feeling that the more I saw these uh, songs being performed in front of me I went home and I was like, man, that was so awesome when they played that song. or that was just so good. So this one's from, you know, 2000. So over 20 years old. It's so crazy, dude. A lot of these, a lot of this music is like 20, 25, getting close to 30 years old. How does that make you feel? But it's crazy.
1: But it, it's, but like <laughs> you just said, they're, they're aging with time. To- uh, they're getting better with time. And I would, I think I would have said the same thing. Like this whole album, I'm, I was very critical of um, when I first started listening to it. But now, when we did this, I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can really identify one that I would really not ever want to hear again.
0: Right. But, but right. Give, hit me with what you what you chose then, what you landed on. Well, I couldn't choose Soon Forget because it's a one-minute song, even right. though I love that yeah. song. Yeah. That song makes me want to... And know. that
1: song is about uh, Bill Gates and Paul Allen, right?
0: I think so. It, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it makes me want to play the ukulele, even though I don't know how to play the ukulele. So... I chose, you know, because I'm I'm vacillating right now. I'm going back and forth because I'm even looking at the set list and I'm yet again having a hard time choosing. Uh, I'm gonna go with God's Dice, I think. Okay. I love that song though. Yeah. I can't good. how do I take out a song from this, dude? This is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, this Okay. Darn and... it. Alright, you go.
1: Alright, so This one for me, I think I was going to lean on Evacuation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But But changing it up. I've had a quick change of heart, honestly, you know. And this was my favorite song on this album for a long time. And I think it was the single. So Nothing as It Seems has a really cool intro. But I think for the only pure reason that I've heard that the most. I'm still not quite um, through listening to the other songs yet. That's the only real reason.
0: You know, that's now I'm thinking because that could be. I was between that as well too. I, I'm gonna, dude. This is so. You gotta stick with your play, man. I'm gonna stick with my play. I'm gonna stick with my play. I'm gonna go with that, even though I totally agree with what you're saying.
1: So I think Fatal, I think Fatal, um, I like Fatal from Lost Dogs was in and around that time period. So I would replace nothing as it seems for Fatal.
0: How's that? That's a good idea. Yeah, pull some stuff off of Lost Dogs and yeah. start putting yeah. them into some studio albums. Yeah. Okay, So now,
1: So now we have about a four year stretch, right? From Binaural to Riot Act. So this was maybe one of the longest periods of time between studio albums. So Riot Act, and this is the one where I really kind of, bit uh um focused on because this is the first one i was able to get from the from the release date as far as buying the album when it released mm, mm-hmm. um so riot act always has kind of a soft spot for me but the one outliner was uh you are it just doesn't sound like it fits for me i don't know right. I, I think this is sadly i think stone may have wrote in this one Uh, written this one excuse me Um, but you are I I think I'm okay with um, putting it to bed I'm gonna put that one to bed
0: (laughs) you're gonna put that baby to bed
1: yeah I think so and even and even live I really don't like it to be honest
0: yeah it's okay I'm going Bush Leaguer I know why they wrote it Um, I don't really like that song very much okay let me back up So, with Riot Act, when this is again one of those albums, the first time I put the CD in my car and I turned it on, I was like, they're changing their sound again. And I, again, I wasn't savvy to really understand why bands need to continually change and evolve and grow and develop, right? So, Mm -hmm. I would put this in and from, you know, can't keep. To Save You, Love Boat Captain, Crop Duster, Thumbing My Way, You Are, Green Disease, all this, these different sounding songs, they were really kind of experimenting at this time. I wasn't in love with the album right away. But again, the more I listened to it, the more I just came to understand just how magnificent this album is. Mm -hmm. But I every time I hear Bush leaguer, I can forward that song. I I just, okay. Doesn't do it for me.
1: So for Bush leaguer, for me, like I was like 18 or 17 when this album came out and I just started kind of getting into politics. And this was for me, this, I like Bush leaguer. I've always loved Bush leaguer because I kind of, it was that huge going into Obama, which I was a huge Obama supporter. Um, And it's like, all right, I'm I'm down with this track because I think I would be in the stadium watching them with the George Bush mask on Be like, yeah, all right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. So, yeah, it was really interesting during that time period of watching Eddie come out with that mask on. Then he put it on his mic stand. God, I just love the fact that he will just say what he feels, but it doesn't come. I don't think it comes from a bad place. And what I've always enjoyed about Ed when he is speaking his feelings is that he has forethought. He's <laughs> as opposed to when we do our podcast and I'm sure um, right. and, uh, and I'm not really sure what I want to say. <laughs> so it's Ed, calculated. he's
1: calculating. Ed, it's calculating. He
0: he is, and it's something he's passionate about. And you know he's talking about it, and you know he understands the importance of what's going on. And I've always really appreciated that about him. They got a lot of flack a lot of times people are, you know, fans just want to go to a show and they want to rock out and they don't want to hear anything political. And they just, it'd be shut really hard, man, just make, make the music. And it would be I'm, really
1: hard to find an out, uh, um, a concert where he's not giving some sort of political kind of talk. And, and he's, he's all, it's, it comes up almost in every single I don't know about political, but there's a time when he's he's sharing some of his his, his, what's in his brain. Absolutely. So You're you're never going to go to a concert, just hear songs. You're going to hear at least a good 15 minutes of Ed talking, which is for me, I think is one of the highlights.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice. And I don't really see it to be a a bad move on their part. It again, it's what makes them great. It allows them to separate uh, from other bands. So yet another example of why we love these guys. Oh, going back to from Binaural to Riot Act, there was that two year gap there. But then from Riot Act to their self-titled, this is where we're going to come up on this four year stint of when am I going to get some new tunes? I cannot wait any longer. Right. Mm -hmm. Why has it been four years? If you look at the time frame of their first three, four albums, 10 was made in. Basically one month, right? Eddie moved up to Seattle. They cut a bunch of tracks, popped it out. 91, right? Which is going to be 30 years this summer. Maybe that's why when I look in the mirror, I get a little gray on the side. And I'm like, okay, it's been 30 years. That is just insane to me. Versus came out two years after that. That was made in about a three-month time span in the recording studio. Vitology was the next year. Took them about a year to do that. Then no code was in ninety six. Took them about ten months to record that. Yield was ninety eight. About seven months to record that. Binaural, two years later, about five months. So they were going through these times of when they're in the studio, they are cranking these tunes out. So when right. avocado came think out, about, yeah, think about it. Right,
1: think about how and think about how many tours you have inside those. Absolutely. Inside those two. Like, I mean, there's no rest for these guys. Right. The, the content like you, were, we've talked about is they have so much content built up and but go ahead. You were going into no, um, it, the self It's fine.
0: It's And that's probably a big part of it as well, too. I, I would it would stand to reason that that's probably a significant time in their lives when they're probably growing their families and they have other things going on in their lives. So it's just that natural evolution of. You know, us as fans, we want it, especially in this day and age. I want it now. I don't want to wait. Let's get it going. Why aren't they writing for me? Make it happen for Nino and Wes. Come on, people. Like, let's go. But when the self-titled came out and they led off their single with Worldwide Suicide, that was a sound that I was not expecting. And again, I was like, This is so awesome. Finally, we have something new, but it's not anything I've heard before. And I don't know if I'm really in love with it. And you want to get sprung. You want to get excited about it. But when it doesn't quite have that for you personally, that connection, again, this is Ed talking about what's going on in the world. Strong thoughts, strong ideas, and being able to put that to music. It's got to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was the um, Afghanistan and Iraq war timeline. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Craziness yeah. going on in the world. Not that there's yeah. never not craziness going on in the yeah. world anymore. So, so where'd you land? I took out actually Worldwide Suicide. One, I think mm-hmm. it's because I heard it a bunch and it was their first one. I don't think I necessarily need to hear that one live. I can. My life will go on if I go to a Pearl Jam concert and I don't hear that song. The rest of the album is amazing. And the more I listen to it, I just love Mike, Mike's guitar in this. I love some of the slower jams. Inside Job is such an underrated song. It's and underrated. I remember yeah. when I went to Vegas to see these guys play at the MGM, they actually started the show with that song and it That's was great intro. amazing, great right? And I was like, yeah. okay, that sealed that song for me. So I, I nixed Worldwide Suicide. Honestly. Okay,
1: and I could, and I honestly could easily have found myself going with either Life Wasted or Worldwide Suicide, mm-hmm. uh, the two singles. Um, I love Comeback on this album. Oh, yeah. um, you said Inside Drop. Army Reserves great, um, but I ended up going with Comatose. Oh, um, just bastard. yeah. Just doesn't do anything for me, and I could have even went big wave. Honestly, you know, and this one is this one's the opposite for me. Where I really liked this album when I first heard it. I was in college. I was just wearing it out, driving around, going from um, from class to class, and it was like my duty. I was like, I have to love this song. This, this <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it was my first show. It was my first concert. Uh, was during this. It was actually a Neil. Uh, not Neil Young. It was Tom Petty tour, and uh, and Petty called up Ed or the band, and so they joined them. Oh, so it kind of like a so, religious
0: experience for me, right there. No,
1: it, it it sounds amazing, except for that Pearl Jam opened.
0: Well, yeah. So,
1: I mean, it's it's Petty's tour, so I mean Pearl Jam opened for Tom Petty, and they played like twelve songs. They're like, okay, good night. I'm like, no, my first. Oh, like these guys played thirty five minute sets, and they played. 12 songs, I got it, and they played a lot of them from this album. But looking right now, I'm not this This one probably ranks pretty low this whole album wow. to me right now.
0: Do you think but, if you listened, like maybe I'll send you some big, huge house speakers, and if you just turn it up to 11 and then start jamming and these like comatose and piss off your neighbors, do you think you'll hate it more or love it more? Yes,
1: or severed hand, yeah, yeah probably, probably hate it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it, it punches you in the mouth and maybe that's the reason. Maybe I don't need to be punched in the mouth. Right
0: now. All right, fine. We'll, we'll give you the, the delicate and uh, these, glove.
1: Yeah. And these, <laughs> and so these last, these last three albums, it, man, I hate to even say it. Obviously the whole albums kind of rank a little, probably lower on my list, but for like backspacer, um, I felt was pretty easy to get into a throwaway. Um, I, you know, I, I love Seattle and I think when they met, they, they played, uh, this song at the show that we saw together where they did some rendition of it, um, for the Seattle supersonics, but yeah, just not really into supersonic, but I could have even found myself kicking out Johnny guitar, um. Gonna see, my friend. This one here again is. is, is
0: <laughs> I, I'm so, I didn't
1: even. I don't even sound like a Pearl Jam fan at this moment. <laughs> you know, like, just, I think we're getting uh, a new no
0: co-host here. No, yeah,
1: no. yeah. No kidding. So, but it was. Um, what did I just say? It was um, supersonic.
0: Supersonic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I landed on two songs on this one. I could take out speed of sound, and I could take out the end. So those okay. ones just. You you might have that reverse feel because it's a different. I deal. do.
1: I the the end. That's a super emotional
0: song. Maybe that's I why I can't. Time. I can't deal. Yeah, I just can't deal with all the emotion, okay. man. There's just too much yeah. stuff going on right now. Brings me to tears. So we've yeah. actually had uh, side conversations. I remember when we first met, and and I was talking about Backspacer, and you said, "Yeah, God, yeah, I don't like that album." And I looked at you like, "Yeah." Are, are you crazy? I was like, go yeah, home. You led. You're like, like I love I this. Was like, I love this. Go home right now and plug it in and then call me in an hour. And he, and I think he <laughs> texted me You're like, yeah, nope, still not really there with <laughs> it. And so, now I under, Now that I understand your musical preferences, I understand the why. I still don't agree with it, but at least, hey, I still love you no matter what. It's okay. I mean, there's some great tracks. Like, Unthought Known, Amongst the
1: Wave is, is a really good song where they play live. Yes. Um, I love to karaoke anyway. that
0: song. That's great.
1: So then, so then they kick it into Lightning Bolt, which is another I think probably easy one for me. And I I kind of stumbled through a few of these. Sleeping by myself has an okay sound to it. Future Days is like I said, I, I probably wouldn't go. Probably don't need to hear Future Days again. But I ended up lying on Let the Records Play, buddy.
0: Man, you're crazy. You're crazy. Because it just
1: doesn't sound like a Pearl Jam song. It sounds like, a, like you it's, said, even last time, funky, like an Amish like or something did else. Did he did he yeah. yeah, it's got yeah. Uh,
0: definitely a crazy feel. It's weird. I keep trending towards pulling out songs that were their, one of their single releases, and I don't know if it's because of the overplay, but I took Sirens out, and a lot of folks would say... You are crazy. And this is one of the best songs ever written uh, by mm-hmm. a PJ and it's, it feels good. It sounds good. And this is another Jeff song and I'm sorry, cause I love you, Jeff, you're the man, you're the best, but I just can't, it was, I don't know if it was making me fall asleep or it just didn't have again, when they first come out, well, mind your manners came out first. Right. And that, right. and that was rocking. And that was kind of what I needed. And then they went into sirens, and I, and I was just like, "No, I just need more. I just need a little bit more tempo." So I pulled out sirens from that one.
1: Okay, and I'm not going to object on that. I would not object on sirens. This is one where I go get a beer. <laughs> yeah,
0: this exactly. One. He's like, I'm getting two.
1: <laughs> and I've I've heard and I've heard that from other people too. It's like, oh, sirens is my favorite Pearl Jam song of all time and i guess i'm I, i'm not a musical um composer or anything like this but i guess it's composed beautifully and it's like it's perfect i guess to what they say right. i don't know the day who they is but yeah <laughs> um, to me <laughs> uh to me it's it's kind of bland yeah it's bland yeah but it's beautiful like mike's uh mike's guitar is beautiful in it uh, but and Ed, of course sounds great it's just right. Um, yeah right I do Could use some, some salt and pepper. Now I
0: do. Well, you know, Let the Records Play got a little salt and pepper in there. Uh, F- Future Days is one I really do enjoy because one of my good friends I used to work with, uh, this was her wedding song when they were walking down the aisle. And so if there was any song, not that I would ever want anybody else to use this song for their wedding because that's kind of their special thing, but this is a very good song. For weddings and talking about what's to come down the road, so I always really did like that
1: one. Now, um, if we were to, I'm sure we'll get into this maybe down uh, an episode later. But if I were to say my favorite song on this album, it probably is "Getaway."
0: That song's awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that Man, song. Crushing on that, and yeah, I do like that song. And even "Lightning Bolt," I actually didn't like "Lightning Bolt" studio version. I love the live version of it's Lightning really Bolt. good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. All and right. they start playing the lightning bolt. They bring it out. So yep, that's right. Last, last one. one. Last one. Last Uh So gigaton. Wow. It, it, yeah. This album is the one that I personally am attached to the least at the moment, and I think the reason why is again with my vinyl obsession. I only have this on vinyl. Uh, I don't have it on CD. I don't have it downloaded. And so when I listen to my PJ, I like to kind of go all the way through. So I don't have a ton of time or space to k- continually hit on this album. But the more and more I listen to it, the more I'm finding songs that I'm falling in love with. And thank God there was some Pearl Jam in 2020 during this crazy pandemic. It was one of the bright nuggets in the yeah. It was a sh- it was right. a shiny nugget in the big turd of a year that it was and very excited that we got some tunes from these boys. I can't get behind buckle up yeah. or seven o'clock. And the "Yeah, buckle, no, up's just buckle up just weird to me, dude. I don't know what he's talking uh, but, about or yeah. why we're listening to this. It's I'm sh-
1: I, I'm, I, it's probably a Jeff song. honestly. I don't think it but. is. I don't think it is. I think this one's added, but. but yeah, this one here is, uh, is mine too. Buckle up can, it's and it's no disgrace to the song. It's just it sounds like it's maybe trying too hard. I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't. There wasn't anything. I don't there. know
0: what what we're talking about. Maybe I gotta read the lyrics just, and yeah, read it as a poetry to see if the lyrics will somehow make me fall in love with it. But I just I, I can't do it, dude. I just yeah. can't.
1: But if you yeah, but if you look at the what the tracks that we've taken out,
0: like sure. Okay, I
1: think we've we probably probably thought about this. Like there's some home runs in a lot of these. For and sure, just like you said, it kind of reiterates how how strong their uh, portfolio is, but it also reiterates for me that the pal, my palace changed so much and my appreciation for other songs. And I think you have touched on it, whether it's wish list or even flow, where it's like the more we hear it, okay, that's great, we love them, but let me hear, let me let me wear out other tracks. So that's I think that's the moral of this thing that for me was. Yeah. I probably lean towards give me more of the tracks I haven't haven't really gotten yeah. to.
0: And you're well. right. If you take out a lot of these throwaway songs, it's still one and a half times better than a lot of right. the crap that's out there right now. Sure. <laughs> so,
1: For sure. Absolutely. No, this
0: was fun. And it's and it's very difficult. Again, uh, nothing against the boys. And this was just a game. We're gonna be playing other games and, you know, upcoming episodes, just To keep things fresh try new things a different way to think about our favorite band what they sound like what it means to us and i just as always really appreciate you my brother uh doing this with me this is a lot of fun and i just cannot wait to see what we're gonna do next week
1: yeah no sounds good okay thank you signing off
0: everyone this has been episode six of PJ's Black Circle. Everyone stay safe out there and much love.